Friendshipping is now part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And today's theme is... The Outsiders. That was like one of my favorite books in middle Me school. Me too! How middle schooly. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. This week's theme is what to do if you feel like you are on the outside of a friend group or a friendship. And we got a couple questions related to that. And everybody feels like this every now and again, but let's talk about when this happens chronically, what you should do with yourself, your life, and your relationships. First question. Hey, Jen and Trin, I have a lot of friends who are mostly all friends with each other, but I've always felt like I'm on the outside somehow, like an ancillary member of a big group, a less badass and important Neville Longbottom circa books five through seven, kind of. I don't know. It's a shitty feeling. How do I not feel that? Thanks. We got a Harry Potter related question. <laughs> Which is something that we always like. Been waiting for this. And uh, use Harry Potter metaphors anytime you ask us a question. Please. Neville was never in the golden trio of Harry, Ron, and Hermione, but that didn't mean he wasn't important to the story or that he wasn't awesome. Neville was just a situational friend to those three who happened to be in the spotlight, and he came into the group when the plot called for it, basically, and it sounds like this asker wants to be more part of the plot, so let's make sure you're doing that with the right group of people. And uh, we broke this down into two parts, external and internal, or this could be your own internal problem, or it could be an external friend problem, or it could be both. So let's just talk about first, this could be your problem. And we don't mean necessarily that you're doing something wrong, but maybe there's something that's happening inside of your brain and it's happening as a result of the choices that you're making. You could be experiencing some internal, generalized insecurity that's just kind of fucking up your shit. <laughs> um, so when you feel bad about yourself, it screws up your friendships and your relationships because you feel like you're not worthy of closeness to people that you love. And that's terrible because... <laughs> Spoiler alert, feeling shitty affects everything else. Everything else we're about to talk about and everything else we could ever talk about. So number one, take care of yourself and make sure that it's not just that you feel down about you. Right. If you aren't feeling your best and your self-esteem is low, everything that could be not a slight might feel like a slight. And that doesn't mean you're too sensitive or that you're delicate or that you're emotional or anything like that. It's more like you have to build your armor or you, you're incapable of looking at things more objectively, and everyone experiences this. These things can make you feel like you're a side character in your own life, and that sounds so cheesy, but it is a totally accurate thing. Um, so just take a step back and think, do I just feel shitty? Am I depressed? Am yeah. I in a crappy mood all the time? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to feel like Harry Potter every day of your life. You don't have to always feel like you are indeed the chosen one. Or that mm. you're Hermione and you're the smartest person in the room. Or you're Ron and you're... He's good at friendship. He's a very kind person in the books. He is. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so glad to hear you say that. I've heard some Ron hate lately. Yeah, fuck the Ron yeah, hate. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's like the rock. Yes. So you might not be The Rock all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be Dwayne The Rock yeah, Johnson. Or all the time. Ron Weasley. <laughs> 
Uh, but every now and again, you should feel that way. And you shouldn't feel like a fuck up. Because, I mean, a lot of people thought that Neville was like a fuck up. Right. For, like those right. books. Yeah, and that's what she's talking about. She's not talking about Neville the badass. Right. Because <laughs> don't forget how badass Neville becomes. Neville is the best. Yeah. He was good at the beginning. It's just nobody was acknowledging how awesome he is. Right. We're just geeking out at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on <laughs> This is now a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something we should start. Agreed. Another thing that this could be, and maybe this is not a conscious decision that you're making, but it could be that you're not making an effort to participate. You might be seeing this golden trio of friends all interacting with each other and you're feeling like you're on the outside because they have taken to understand that if they want to do something, they need to plan it themselves and that you don't necessarily want that. Um, so maybe it's time to try organizing an event for everyone. Like maybe we're all going to go see Mad Max, which is such a good yeah, movie. Do that. Or inviting a few people out for coffee and chats. Or if you are allergic to caffeine, maybe you can go get ice cream. Or maybe if you're a vegan, you can go out. <laughs> <laughs> Trends covering all bases here. You could go out for a vegetables. Or you could go for a walk. You could just go for a walk. Yeah, yeah walks As are free. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in adulthood, I feel like you have to make extra effort to make plans. Yes. Because people get easily rooted in routines and schedules of work, home, hobbies. That's it. You have to actively break that routine and reach out to people. The next problem that you might be having is that you're not emotionally investing in the friend group. Maybe everybody else is close because they've actually created opportunities to bond with each other and they've talked about their childhoods together and they've had time to become close, but you haven't put forth the effort and opened yourself up to that group. Right. Maybe you need to talk about yourself more. Yeah. yeah. Neville didn't talk about himself enough. He didn't value himself enough to throw himself at the Golden Trio in a, in a friendship -y way. I mean, Neville started really becoming close to the Golden Trio after um, they were training in Dumbledore's army in the Room of Requirement, because that's when they found out about his parents in St. Mungo's. Yeah, and yeah. that's when uh, Neville... Yeah, wow. Sorry, now I'm just thinking about Harry Potter. It's true, he really yeah. kind of came into himself in that book. Because Harry knew about that before, right? The Room yeah. of Requirement, Neville found it. Oh my god. I know, Neville is so great. <laughs> You need to start feeling less like how Neville felt about himself and more about how Jen and I feel about Neville. Which is like, he's like the background hero of the book. Damn straight. Yeah, seriously. The last thing that could be an internal problem is something as benign as you value deep friendships with a few people rather than casting a wide net of friends. Something to ask yourself. Are you an introvert? Are you an introvert who is maybe masquerading as extrovert? Mm -hmm. Because that can be exhausting. Maybe prioritize becoming closer to one or two friends instead of trying to bond with this giant group that you mentioned. You don't need to roll with like 40 people <laughs> to be happy. I'm just picturing that. <laughs> you like, don't need an entourage. There's a reason Harry only had like really Ron and Hermione. Those friendships were deep, and, but they were manageable because there were only two of them. Right. And he was close to other people as well, but really he was tight with Ron, Hermione, and then on a different level, Luna and, uh, and Neville. Right. And, and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend. Ginny. Ginny. Yeah. His girlfriend, Ginny. You're right. Those are different levels of friendship, and you don't need to achieve that highest level of friendship with this huge group of people. In fact, you probably won't. And you don't need to wait for like somebody else to write the plot line to your golden trio. Have you seen how much fan fiction is about the Silver Trio? The Silver Trio being Neville, Luna, and Ginny? They rule the school in book eight while Ron, Hermione, and, and Harry are out looking for freaking horcruxes. They're camping, and the three of them <laughs> are holding down the fort in Hogwarts. They are heroes in their own right. They are. 
damn fucking right. Seriously. I'm all fired up. <laughs> I mean, think of what kind of story the book would be if it was just Harry, Ron, and Hermione. It would not be nearly the level of amazing if Harry didn't have those friendships or that group didn't exist. Everything would fall apart. Hogwarts would never have survived that long. Damn right. Okay. Ooh, 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 I'm like literally in passion. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway. So the other side of this is that this could be their problem. Maybe Harry, Ron, and Hermione are making you feel like shit because of something they're doing. Maybe they're not inviting you out. So let's talk about maybe your friends are being shitty and a way that you can talk to them and make this a little bit easier for yourself. Right. This could be an external actions of your friends, things they are doing or saying that are making you feel this way. Are your friends making an effort to make you feel included? If they're not, then you might want to speak up. Um, it could be something as little as they used to invite you out to stuff and now they don't anymore because they think you don't want to go. Well, you can say this in a very non-confrontational way. You can say, hey, I noticed you guys went out karaokeing last week. I would have loved to go. Next time you go, if you can loop me in, I will totally be there. Very, very easy. And, and that's a way to do that without inviting yourself to the next thing. You're just saying, hey, I, I would love to go if you've got room. You're opening the door for an invite to come in. Ask yourself what kind of events you are being invited to. Are you being invited to, like, the big group hangout party bar situation? Are you being invited to, like, the, the small, I don't know, picnic? I don't know. Whatever. Just what do people even do? Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out where you, they might be inserting you into this friend group, and you can make an effort to break out because I'm sure they have no idea they're doing that. Yeah. They probably don't realize they're only inviting you to this one thing. People are generally pretty bad about this. People yeah. don't know how to make people feel included there is some effort on the, your friend's part they have to make an effort to make you feel included at the root of it always communication is a great thing to do so talk to your friends talk about the way that sometimes their actions can make you feel um, more than likely this is a combination of internal and external factors so it doesn't mean that you're too sensitive your friends could be a little bit shitty it's probably a combination of the two of those things right so let's talk about some practical solutions First thing, I think it's time to pick out the people in this friend group that you feel most comfortable with, the people that make you feel comfortable, and make more of an effort with them. Yeah, you don't have to prioritize people who don't prioritize you, and you, again, you don't have to roll 40 deep. Right. <laughs> and I think now is a good time for you to look for friends in other places. Neville didn't become immediately friends with Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Right. He was closer to Luna, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, and, peop- and he, like, he found his strength in like herbology. You need to go find your strength somewhere. It might not be with this group of people, or it might be with a small section of this group of people. Make some friends with some plants. You can look for friends elsewhere in Hogwarts. (laughs) You can. There's all kinds of weird staircases and doors that go nowhere. And ghosts. (laughs) And one more thing to remember is it's really natural and normal for social groups to change, especially in adulthood. Mm -hmm. You will facilitate. You will move between groups of friends. Absolutely. I believe in you. Neville's a badass. You're a badass. You're going to make this happen. Just think about the way that you are approaching your friendships. Think about the way your friends are approaching you. And you can make a few changes and start feeling better about yourself. Boom. Good job. Next question. Should I read it? Hell yeah. In an effort to surround myself and be closer with better people, I often find myself intimidated by them or feeling inferior and, quote, not good enough and shy away from trying to make deeper connections with said people. How can I interact with these people bravely without seeming awkward or intrusive? 
this question gave Jen and I a little bit of pause when we first read it because we were concerned by what the asker means by better people. Um, so first, better people could mean kinder people who will treat this asker and others well. So let's go with that first. Yeah, let's, let's assume that's what they mean by, quote, better people. They're looking to be closer with people they consider better, kinder, more generous. And I'm guessing they must be doing this because they've looked around at their current friend group and decided that these people are not good for them. They don't treat pe- other people well. And that is a scary, crazy place to be in when you look around and realize you don't get along with your friends. Uh, To be able to step outside yourself and say, you know what? These people are all racists. I'm out. Yeah, that's a very... Peace! (laughs) It's a very grown-up adult thing to do to evaluate your friendship criteria in this way. And you are deciding what it means to be a good friend and a good person. So this is like a huge time of growth, really. So congratulations, you're growing. Go you! (laughs) So the first thing to do if you are trying to deepen friendships with new people who you feel are better and maybe you're a little nervous around them because uh, you want so much to be around people who will inspire you to be a better person, that's good. Just be mindful of everybody's space and time. You're already asking this question. You're already thinking ahead to, I don't want to be intrusive and that's wonderful. But listen for cues. Always listen for the soft no. They might be more subtle than what you're used to. How would you do that? Keep an eye out for the soft no. Well, it all depends on like how you reach out too. And it sounds like you're already going to be mindful of the way you do that, which is great. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, obvious clues are like you don't pester them. You don't text people constantly. Keep yourself open without shoving yourself through the door. A great way to hang out with new people and uh, be mindful of the soft no is invite them to public events. So in a in a big city like Chicago here, you know, we hold a bunch of events at the office that are public. Um, a lot of people uh, in cities have events at like museums and, and art museum places where they keep art. Because they are public, everybody there is on the same footing. Everybody has as much right to be there as anybody else. So I think that that's a good place to put yourself and your new friends because if nobody has ownership over that space, then everybody is talking to each other on an equal level. Does that make sense? Totally. It absolutely makes sense. There's a load of difference between a situation like that and like showing up at someone's birthday party. Right. (laughs) It's totally different and you're going to feel way more comfortable to do more what Trin said or like organize something. Like organize some. You said these people are better so they probably would be interested in like volunteering or helping or running an event or doing something like that. And there's always a time to take it to the next level to say hey would you like to I always say karaoke I think every week I make a reference to going karaoke which is something I don't even like to do we don't even karaoke no it's not (laughs) a thing we do however a good next step after the public event is a semi-public event like going karaoke and like going bowling something that you've set up or a friend has set up that isn't so intimate as we're going to have drinks at my place (laughs) right right that can be taken so many ways right I would avoid the intimate interactions for a bit. Yes. Just to make sure everyone is at ease. Yeah. And man, just congratulations again. Fuck, that's so hard and so cool that you've decided to befriend people who suit your values better than your old friend group. Right. People who will lift you up instead of bring you down. That's gonna, this is going to be life-changing. I agree. And remember, people do this all the time. And most adults feel super friggin' strange trying to find and make new friends. So all the awkward feelings that you're having, those are perfectly normal and common. And it's okay. Right. And I think it's helpful to like acknowledge that. Yeah. It's okay to be like, I'm sorry. I hope this isn't weird. But like, I'm trying to meet new friends. Like, yeah. I would be extremely responsive if someone said that to me. Because I've experienced that myself. And most adults have. 
I totally agree. Being honest and open is not only a great way to help make connections, but it also is a great foundation for a new friendship. All right. I think we've covered that side of what it means to be, quote, better. Yeah. Now let's cover the other side. The the worrying side. Yeah, the side that Trent and I are worried about. So to go back to the question, it says, in an effort to surround myself and be closer with better people, we're a little worried what they mean by better. Yeah. You might not be meaning kinder people who suit your values better. Maybe what you mean is that you think that there are tiers of human beings and you're in some lower class than the people you're choosing to surround yourself with. That's not good. No, no. Then it's time to reevaluate in a totally different way. Right. These people that you think are better than you because maybe they, you think they've got a cooler job or they've got more followers on Twitter or you think that they, are, they hang out in the cool circles in your city. That's not important. And, and if you're basing your friend search around those parameters, that's not going to be very fruitful for you. Right. I want the asker to literally ask themselves what they mean by a better person. And I hope you don't mean someone who is like well-known or well-respected in their field or has a cool job or is internet famous because these things don't matter when it comes down to what makes someone a good person or a good friend. And they might seem important, but what's way more important is if they are kind and generous and if they treat people well. And another thing about this, Everyone seems cooler on social media. Yeah, they do. It might be time to either change how you interact with social media or at least change your perspective internally. Because as Trin has said, what you put on social media is the edited version. Mm -hmm. The photoshopped, airbrushed version, which is fine because it's very public facing and people are allowed to copy edit their public look however they choose. Their personal brands. Their personal brands. (laughs) Things like being cool or having an interesting job, those should be irrelevant to your friend search. It's fine to have friends who you think are cool, but it's irrelevant to whether or not they will be a good friend to you. And if they make you feel awkward or less brave around them because they are quote unquote better or cooler than you see yourself, that's a really bad foundation for a friendship. Yeah, nothing good can come out of that. You will, you will continue to sink and you're not going to grow and you're not going to make a strong friendship with someone who you consider, with someone you put on a pedestal. And there's a big difference between that and having people around you who may be ahead in their fields and inspire you to work harder or be more creative, but they aren't quote unquote better. No, they're not. (laughs) They're not. So maybe consider first how you feel about yourself because you might be looking up to other people because you look down on who you are and that's a whole separate issue you probably want to solve. We're not going to make any diagnosis here, but I did wonder if this person is depressed or feeling depressed. Mm -hmm. Because depression is such a liar and it can make you feel like you are not worthy of the other shiny, amazing, cool people around you. Yeah, and I agree with Jen. We're not here to make a diagnosis, but whether you have something like clinical depression or you're just in something of a really shitty slump and you're looking down on yourself, that's something you should probably solve first before you go out and, and make friendships. So let's let's move on to the word bravely. They used the word bravely. How can I interact with these people bravely without seeming awkward or intrusive? So whatever place you're coming from here, if reaching out to new people is difficult for you, as it is to basically everybody, mm-hmm. you should sell Celebrate little victories like making a new friend or even just talking to someone you've never talked to before. Right. These new social interactions are to be celebrated because they're hard. Making the first step is like standing still and then suddenly sprinting. Yeah. It's like really difficult. So yes, that is a brave thing to do. Acknowledge your bravery because you deserve that. But <laughs> right. But we're also going to talk about the other side of this. Their coolness will not rub off on you and you don't need it to because you are a complete person yourself who sees an opportunity to hang out with like-minded people. Yeah. Yeah. 
don't don't become somebody's entourage. People should be in your entourage. Be it your <laughs> acquire your own golden trio yeah. to bring it back to Harry Potter. Yeah, be your own entourage first, maybe. Yeah, yeah. damn it. Right now, you got to be your own friend. I agree. Uh, can we talk about Harry Potter some more? Sure, always. Jen, um, what's the Harry Potter character you most identify with? For a long time, it was Hermione because she like corrects people, <laughs> <laughs> and then I I think I grew out of that a little bit. Man, I really like Hermione's sense of justice, though. I do, like, too. Like, she, when she's, like, 11, 11 or 12, she sees a, a wrong and she wants to right it. And I've always, been, like, aspired to that. I, I picture you, and it's not just because you have red hair now, but I feel like you are very a book Ginny. Because oh, she is you. so much like the quintessential Gryffindor. Thank you. You know? She, that's a huge compliment. It's amazing that I didn't appreciate Ginny, like, the first time around. And then I reread, reread the books, and I was like, she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. She just makes out with people. It's like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, and then she becomes a fucking professional athlete. Oh, my God. I am Ginny. No, I'm no you. <laughs> Well, you are the star of the office softball team. So. Oh, my God. Wow. This is a great podcast. This is our best episode. It's about me. Yeah. <laughs> what Jen. about you? Who do you identify most with? I have always identified most with Luna because I've always been weird. Like, when I was in middle school, I used to wear slinkies as bracelets. And oh, awesome. I had giant, like, rubber duck earrings. I was super weird. Um, but... Now, in retrospect, I feel like the reason why I identified most with Luna was not because I necessarily was a Luna, but because I felt like an outsider, and that spoke to me. But really, I'm probably more of a Hermione because she's so lawful good. Tries her best to do the right thing, and she tries to over-prepare, and, like, and I feel like a like right, Hermione. Right, Yeah. I love when Hermione breaks the rules, though. I do, too! She feels good about it. Like, she, she's, she feels bad when she does something bad, but when she breaks the rules, she kind of gets a thrill out of it. Right, right. so great. She punched, she punched Draco. I see you as McGonagall, too. Oh, God. Like I, a you know leader. What? I didn't even think about considering the professors as people that we could identify with, because when I read the books, I was like a right. kid. I know it's taken me until like until I was truly an adult to like look at the professors as people. Yeah, because <laughs> they were they were ancillary characters right. in the story of the Golden Trio. We brought it back to friendship. And congratulations course. to us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you have any questions about Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I guess friendship or advice, whatever else. Uh, please ask us at ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. Jen has two N's and Trin only has one. The missing N stands for noxious gases. Nice. <laughs> Depending on the day. <laughs> New friendship at the problem. Is there anything else we say at the end of this episode? I think that was it.